Now, let's go to Tracy West. Tracy is the CEO and co-founder of an international reforestation charity. It's called the Word Forest Organization. It's based in Lyme Regis and the charity plants trees. It builds classrooms, it facilitates education and it supports a women's empowerment group in Kenya. It also raises environmental awareness and they plant trees in the UK too. Now, they went to COP26 with a team of 13 to tackle the conversation about climate change in a new way. I spoke to Tracy about that. So our team from the Word Forest organisation uh, went to COP with a, a multi-purpose remit, to be honest. Um, we wanted to try and cover a lot of the stories that the media weren't talking about. And we wanted to deliver some jargon-free information to our supporters and our corporate partners. Uh, th there was just so much going on at COP. I I've actually been to COP in Copenhagen, and I knew there was so much going on on the fringes, in the main meetings, in the plenaries. And we needed a whole team to try and lace that knowledge together. So we fundraised specifically to, to, to cover the costs of 13 of us going up in total to COP um, and we act from our corporate partners and we got above just above the money that we needed. So I was very happy that anyone buying a tree wasn't going to be supporting this visit, but that this visit was specifically ring fenced funded and it was going to really deliver some great news to, to the people that wanted to understand what was going on. You're a, uh, an international reforestation charity, uh, the word forest organisation. There were some significant agreements at COP26 about deforestation, but they do come with some caveats as well. What did you make of those agreements? I think the agreements were, uh, I mean, what can I say? They, they talked trees, they didn't talk details, um, and they certainly didn't include the critical elements which are humanitarian support for the people that are planting those trees. Um, without that, I mean, if it's literally just a tree planting project, someone can go into a country and just, just say, right, let's get, these, let's get these saplings all in the ground. They'll get them in the ground. But unless they've built in the people to, to take care of them, uh, they're going to die, uh, you know, in great numbers. You need to have ongoing support for the people to be able to walk to the river, get some water, get some stuff on those saplings, make sure the mulch is still good, make sure that they get a chance to really take a grip. So not at any point did I hear any discussion about support for those amazing people that take care of the trees. And, and that was deeply disappointing. Even if it was just mentioned in draft agreement that yes, it would be tree planting and yes, supporting the communities that are taking care of them. I didn't hear that. Um, and to be honest, the numbers that were banded around in uh, in COP26 are so big, so impressive, so massive. The regular Joes, I think, would listen to that and go, oh, that's great. That's that's it all solved. And it isn't, not by any means. And they didn't go into anywhere near enough detail about how they were going to achieve their aims. One of the stats I saw said that the people who represent 90% of the world's forests had signed up to this deforestation pledge. But there are still major questions about Brazil and Indonesia. And a lot of this stuff is self-policing anyway. So are you hopeful about how this pans out? My feelings are there are changes being made across the world. There have to be. People are dying. Creatures are dying. I mean, in Kenya, for example, 
we've got people who have a few animals. They might have a couple of cows, maybe a few goats. And because the land is so dry, because there's been no rain, the animals, the creatures are dying. They're starving to death. They've no, no ability to, to just keep going and to actually have to sacrifice those animals that could give them milk and something to sustain themselves is just terrific. And they must be seeing that in Brazil. They must be seeing that across the whole of Africa. Of course, our focus is just Kenya. But this isn't restricted to those tropical zones. Of course, we're all feeling the effects of climate chaos. And it all needs to tie right back to getting trees in the ground, looking after the people and and realizing that this is a global problem and governments need to make money accessible to organizations like the Word Forest Organization, to small organizations who can start to get those things done. And it just seemed to me as though the, there were strands all over the place that just weren't stitched together well enough to make action happen today, not in six months, not in 2025, and certainly not in 2030. Um, right now. The other founder of the Word Forest organisation is Tracy's husband, Simon. I spoke to them both uh, and I asked Simon how it felt to attend this big event. Uh, the short answer to how COP felt when I was there is disappointing. Um, if you look at what we as a charity achieved, we did what we set out to do. If you look at what the politicians did, then yes, massively disappointing. The wording of the agreement at the end was so watered down as to be effectively very little change. Mm. Um, you asked earlier about the deforestation agreement. Well, there was one of those done in 2014 mm. and it made no difference. In fact, deforestation um, reached its highest level in 2020. Um, we haven't got the figures in for 2021, but there is no reason to assume that it has reduced in this year either. When you were in the the belly of the beast, as someone else I interviewed described it, did you feel when you were at COP26, you know, the, the eyes of the world were watching? Did you feel that there was power in the room? Did you feel like you were at the centre of something? Definitely we were at the centre of something. And yes, the eyes of the world were watching. There were lots of protesters outside uh, who were all trying to get in the same direction, all trying to solve climate chaos. We were, even though we were in the centre, we were excluded from the initial plenary meetings, um, which was very disappointing. As official observers, I felt it should have been organised so that we got our voice heard. We, we got to observe, actually, not even our voice heard. We should have been allowed to see the politicians speaking, mm to see the agreements and to be able to report back to everybody. That was our job there as observers. Mm. And yet we were excluded from the two days when the um, senior politicians were present. What will you take away from COP? Were you glad you went? I was absolutely delighted that I went. It was very hard work, but um, I wouldn't have changed being there for anything. I think the big takeaway is that the politicians will talk and talk and talk but we as an NGO and, uh, and I as an individual have to go and make the difference that it is going to come down to individual action. I, I, would, I would say just jumping on, on that as well, for me, <coughs> the major takeaway was 
the darkness and the, the, the they didn't do enough and this didn't happen and that didn't happen has turned into fuel in my belly to effect immediate change and swift, rapid change. Um, and also to highlight the plight of the people who have the ability to really make a difference. Trees in the tropics grow up to 10 times faster than anywhere else on the planet. Therefore, in terms of mitigating climate chaos and also solving hunger and poverty, you know, the number one and number two on the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, they are amazing. Therefore, to me, it's let's not invest billions trying to make some technological piece of wonderful wizardry kit that will suck it out of the sky. I can do that. It's called a tree and I can pay people. I say I, we, we can pay people to, to get trees in the ground and support their families and help the entire planet. And, and it, to me, it's just a no brainer. We have to have that. We have to do that. And, and I will use the the difficult stuff as fuel to propel me for to make that happen. Final question. COP26, success or failure? Uh, success or failure. Uh, in terms of global leaders all coming together, I'm sure they did achieve some things in respect of deforestation. As I said, as Simon said, not anywhere near definitively and clearly enough. Uh, yes, it put the focus on the UK. That's no bad thing. It needed pressure put on the UK to to sharpen up their act and get their fingers out. So I definitely think that happened. In terms of the bottom line, I mean, the words fossil fuels not being mentioned really until the agreement was pushed along. I mean, that was hopeless. And I haven't heard uh, any government ministers mention the words fossil fuels in their dialogue. So I mean, hello, elephant uh, in the room, not talking, we're not talking about fossil fuels and decarbonization. Uh, and yet, as I said to you, all of those all of those failures are fueling me and countless hundreds of thousands of other people who are on the ground to make that change happen and to, to get more projects on the go. Uh, it is a success and a failure. It's both, uh, I would say. It's both. Tracy West and Simon West, the founders of the Word Forest Organisation, which is an international reforestation charity. It's based in Lyme Regis. Talking to me earlier. Uh... 